1: Here's the Fangirls on Jackalope Radio.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest and greatest edition of Fangirl Radio. I'm your host, Jessica Dwyer, and with me as always are the lovely and talented Rachel Moore. Good evening. And the lovely and talented Ranwell Ox. Hello. And also the ghostly and sort of blind Amanda for tonight. She got a boo-boo, but it's all good. She's still with us in spirit. Thank you, Amanda. And i want to i want to get started because we have a lot to talk about this weekend geek that we've got um especially just let's start off with some of the greatest stuff which was the walking dead premiere um the the show came back this weekend with a bang and a half um actually got the largest ratings ever um it set a record, actually, for cable television, uh, and uh, just was amazing in itself. The The, the show was great. Um, beware there be spoilers here, because when this show airs, it's going to be Thursday night, and by then, if you haven't watched it, then that's bad on you. You have no excuse. So um, I just had to talk a little bit about this. uh, uh We got some great acting in this show. Um, Everybody was spot on. I really like the direction they're going with the characters. I love um, what they're doing with Shane, which makes me very, very sad about the rumors that are circulating. Um, It's very strange. You know, when John Bernthal gets picked up as an actor on another show... Hmm as a lead on another TV series makes you wonder because that same thing happened with Julie Benz and we know what happened to her on Dexter. So yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. But you know, in the comics, Shane didn't live. So uh, yeah, although that would be a hell of a way for him to go out on the show. I'd love to see it, um, how it happens in the books. But a uh, great episode, and Rick finally grew a pair at the end. And although I was very sad because um, we 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 got um, one of the guys from True Blood came back who played Renee, and uh, for some reason I'm blanking on his name, but I always call him Renee. But he never <laughs> lives in anything that he's in, no. and so it was sad. Um, he, He's like
3: the Sean Bean of cable TV.
2: He kind of is. <laughs> Cuz they think they killed him off. No, that was um that was Jesus got killed off in uh on uh, uh Sons of Anarchy. So your secondary characters on True Blood when they show up on other shows don't really last very long. which sucks. But I have I, It was funny, a friend of mine on uh Facebook, Rob, um he he was uh Posting around the meme about how you know you have to be a complete idiot to to get in a car accident after the zombie apocalypse happens because no one else is driving and what happens uh, Lori Rick's wife who's very pregnant um, gets in a giant car crash because she hits a freaking zombie on an empty street what? and flips her car and and that's and and so my the thing that that made me think of when he was talking about that was. So let me let me run this past you and and viewers at home, uh, listeners at home. Actually, um, answer me this: If your baby dies stillborn while it's still inside you, so after not stillborn this, but in you, dead. in you, like right, right, right. If it dies within you, and 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 how can it turn zombie and rip its way out of the mom? That's Incredibly really?
3: awful. <laughs>
2: Think about it, though.
4: Think like, doesn't about it depend, that. Doesn't it depend on the whole source of zombies? Because every every zombie, you know, uh, story has its own individual source. Their you know right. whatever their, their source of zombies is, whatever the right. source of zombieism is in Walking well, Dead, you know, the airborne, that would certainly be the yes, determining the- factor.
2: Right, and yeah, uh, and that sh- you don't really know how it started, but you know it's it's contracted via b- a bite. But in say like Return of the Living Dead, it was an airborne gas, and mm-hmm. everybody was coming back. And Dawn of the Dead, same thing. Night of the Living Dead, same thing. Just you know, you came back if you died, you came back from the grave. I would so- posit.
4: I would it in in zombie logic, the only way for your theory to work is if it was simply a factor of life ceasing if because any other contagion it's impossible if she would have to first be infected for the infection to travel into the uterus to the to the to the fetus
2: what if she's a carrier can... though
4: well, well yeah, and, and they but... they
2: kind of talk about they kind of do something like in the new dawn of the dead ba- about this but the mom was bit when she was pregnant exactly but this is me talking about you know, how how do we know? We don't really know how it spread except for a bite. But something had to start it. Yeah. So there's my posit my to all of you I all think, out there in, in listener land. I think that'd be one of the most magnificently
4: disgusting things I've ever seen on television and for that reason I will say make it happen.
3: <laughs> post, post your theories on our on our Facebook. Yeah uh, or on the forums at Jack Lope Radio yeah yeah good yeah idea. we
2: want to hear we want to hear what you think about that um so Walking Dead came back awesome with the, it just just great stuff loved it um keep up the good work guys I know that um Greg Nicotero will be uh directing an episode in the future um this season and uh it just it's gonna be great seeing how Daryl Daryl's kind of like pulling it within back into himself after all of this um after you know with sophia and and what happened and he put himself out there for that and to have that crushed really by what happened um with her was just an, some great stuff so norman reedus is still bringing it too with the show it's it's just great all around one of the best shows on tv and that leads me to the other good show that's on sunday nights oh Hmm. which is, of course, Once Upon a Time, which was uh, preempted due to a um, freaking football game thing called the Super Bowl, which we won't talk about. Uh-huh. Uh, but Once Upon a Time came back in a big way with their Valentine's Day episode this Sunday. and um, Two words,
3: fan service.
2: What? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Yes, it was very good. And it fed a lot of, of, of things that, that um, a lot of the, the, the female fans were looking for in the show. I feel and, really bad.
4: Uh, I think I could go make tea right now because I, I have not watched a single whole episode of this show. That's my confession of the week.
2: It's so. Yeah, well, you're a practical fangirl. You you, I know. you You are you're practical fangirl. Rachel and I are the the frou frou fairy tale loving fangirls. Is that a nice way of saying boring fangirl? <laughs> you're not a boring fangirl. No, you're you like show- whip out the you whip out the science speak, man. No, okay. no, you're a practical fangirl. No, it, we need that. We need the balance We're
3: to our our Raj and... I'll I take that. I'll, I'll take that.
4: All right, continue. <laughs> I
2: but uh. But Once Upon a Time had their Valentine's Day episode, and it was a redo of Beauty and the Beast with the, the just gorgeous. I thought she looked so beautiful in this. Um, uh, Emile Raven. I always say, say her name wrong. Emile Raven and uh, Emily de Raven. I think that's how it's said. Yeah. And uh, she just was gorgeous. She looked, like the, the, she looked like the cartoon character come to life of Belle. And um, they did some great costume work. That show better win, like, something for costume design. And they brought stuff. some amazing
3: depth to, to, to one of the most interesting characters. It, it's one of those places where they're rewriting the canon of Disney stories while paying homage to it in such a perfectly balanced way. And you know me. I was not sold on the show the first few episodes. and I was, um, But, man, any doubt I had, I had been won over.
2: Oh yeah, Robert. That's the power of Robert Carlyle. The Carlyle, <laughs> the scent of rage and whiskey that he emits is just amazing. And I ripped that off from someone on the Once Upon a Time forms because that is truly <laughs> what you know he smells like—rage and whiskey.
4: Um, he, he is the only reason I might watch the show because I liked him so much on Stargate Universe. He's he, pretty he's
2: off. he's even better on this. So much better. Just they they've given him a great character that he just has just created something awesome with. What I
3: love about him is he gets typecast a lot as the character you love to hate or you're not sure if he's good or he's bad, but everything you see him in, he's made a distinct character. For somebody so completely typecast over and over again, I never get tired of watching him.
2: Well, and and the thing that you you should remember about Robert Carlyle is if you want to see some really good, you know, see him do some things where he's not crazy or over the top, which you get to see some of in the show, which is really nice, is on um, Netflix Instant View, um, there's a a movie he's in called Marilyn Hodgkiss's Ballroom Dancing in Charm School. Long-winded name. Mm -hmm. Beautiful film. With him and Marissa Tomei, and it's a complete tearjerker. But he plays a very quiet, withdrawn widower in it, and it's it's a great thing to watch. He he really does have some so much talent, and I love that they're giving him so much range with Rumplestiltskin in this, and just this the scene with. And once again, this is another one of those. If you haven't watched it by Thursday night there's something wrong with you. Uh, you you get to see um, that the the kiss which was pretty much shown in the in the commercial. But his reaction and the look on his face and 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 that little sound he makes of like surprise and and <laughs> fangirl it just death. killed me. But it, fangirl he, death. It, it was it was fangirl death completely and utterly. And the expressions he has of loss and things within it just brought that character to a whole nother level. And it just was awesome. I loved it. I love what they're doing with the show. And the other thing that you you should keep in mind when you're watching Once Upon a Time are the little Easter eggs that they they put behind and within the scenes of the show. Like, the Game of Thorns was the name of of his... um, The... Bell's father's uh, florist company was Game of Thorns, which was hilarious. I I was peeing my pants when I saw that. I'm like, oh my god, really? And then um, within Rumpelstiltskin's castle you see little things like the golden fleece is in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Excalibur is hiding in the background. And then of course Mickey Mouse's hat from Fantasia. (laughs) So
3: What they did with the whole chip thing was super cute.
2: And, of course, he couldn't throw Mrs. Potts. He didn't throw the pot. Um, But the chip thing was so cute, how they made that such an integral part of it. I love that. So, Once Upon a Time, it just keeps getting better with every episode. And um, I just, you really should watch it. And and, um, as of Valentine's Day, so tomorrow... Um, and so that means this week. For those that want to catch up, very good deal coming to Target. The first five episodes will be released on DVD for $10, which you also will receive a $5 off coupon with it um, that will be uh, you can apply towards the full-on season set when it comes out. So basically you're getting the first five episodes at a dollar pop on DVD. And it's, it will catch you up fairly well. And um, what you can't see on there, I believe ABC and Hulu has episodes. So um, go out and get it. It'd be a great gift for um, Valentine's Day, too, which at this point would be moot because this is airing on Thursday. <laughs> so forget I even said that. But anyway, awesome, <laughs> awesome episode. Great show. Um, not so good of a show. Um, and that's, and, and the, the truth of this has been Making the Rounds Online was Comic Book Men. Oh, Kevin Smith. Why? I, I
3: can't watch it.
4: It's it horrible. What is it on? I've never even heard about it. Bad, bad it, fangirl, but what the
2: heck? It, it's on AMC, and it comes on after The Walking Dead, and it's their attempt to get ratings by keeping the comic book fans around to watch it,
1: mm. and it was
2: horrible. It sounds you, it, it, it It just... It, every stereotype of the comic book york nerd guy that works at the comic book store mm-hmm. is epitomized in these guys and it's sort of like they took that and they mixed it with pawn stars and it's just horrible there and, and it, it, it yeah they yeah i i just it was so bad i i'm i gave it a shot because there was this big to do about you know they were supposed to be doing uh uh Auditions and getting people interested, and, and a couple of girl women were actually applied to be on this show, and they were going to have them on, and then they cut it and decided to redo. I guess the show in a different format, and now it's comic book men, and so it's like, yeah, I just very disappointed very disappointed and Smith is kind of there in the periphery even though it takes place at his comic book store and he just shows up to be like hey I'm Kevin Smith um, <laughs> so horrible show I doubt it's going to stick around very long because no one really likes it um, so go back and do something that's stop, more stop getting
3: your Michael Moore on get over yourself yeah. and start making good movies again that's all I yeah. have to say because I really enjoy a lot of what he does but Lately, I've just been like, really, you are not... This trip you're on is... You, you can't sustain it. He's
2: trying to relive the glory of the 90s and the 2000s. Well, who like, isn't, really? Uh, yeah, He's I moved I, to Portland. A, Portland. <laughs> the, Portlandia, I was going to say. Gonna <laughs> the say. dream of the
3: 90s is alive in Portland.
2: <laughs> Portland. So, um... um uh, I had one a couple... Other- Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, um, the other thing that I really wanted to bring up, too, speaking of comic books, was the, the whole Gary Friedrich fiasco going on right now with Marvel. And I wanted to definitely bring this up for, because my, uh, our buddy, Steve Niles, has started a, a, a fundraiser for Gary Friedrich. And if you don't know, here's the breakdown really fast of this. Um, Gary created Ghost Rider. He was one of the main guys that helped create, draw, and create the Ghost Rider franchise and comic book for Marvel back at the very beginning. He had been um, back and forth with Marvel over the rights to, um, you know, get proceeds from the film and that kind of stuff. And he lost Um, because, according to him, Marvel didn't do the copyright um, application process and everything as they should have. So the rights should have defaulted back to him, back and forth, back and forth. He lost. Um, And what he does, like a lot of other artists do, they make money at conventions by doing um, on-the-spot sketches and artwork and selling it. Um, And so what Marvel did, kind of to spite him, was hit him with a $17,000 bill. And now Gary Friedrich is an older gentleman... He's uh, got bad he has bad health and he's unemployed. He's, um, you know, but he's responsible for giving us one of the most awesome, kick ass, dark characters in comics. So for Marvel to do that was pretty, pretty shitty. Sorry. Oh. Beep. Um, <laughs> but um, but true. Yeah. So what Steve's done is he started a fundraising campaign, which a lot of people have already contributed to for Gary. And um, so we, we want you to help out. Um, if you go on eBay, Monster Man 3000 is, is Steve's uh, handle on eBay, and he's doing a bunch of auctions for Gary to raise funds. So please um, go to that. And also on Steve's Facebook page, you can find the link to his, um, his fundraising campaign for Gary to help pay this bill. Um, because What was
4: the bill for? Was it
2: like copyright was,
4: infringement or something? Was he doing... So it was,
2: he w- What he was doing was something that many, many artists do. Like at Comic-Con, you have Artist Alley where these people do this. Right.
4: I assume he they- was drawing his characters, but
2: there was yeah, this copyright and so, issue. Right, because that's one of the big things fans like to do.
3: Well, is and to- Neil Gaiman pointed out that even if you disagree with his the lawsuit, if in, even if I, there's more to this than just... Picking a side on this issue and you're is. talking about somebody in their livelihood. And so, um, you know, I, there's lots of people who weighed in on the subject. Lots of people are supporting him in the community. And so it's a great way to get involved and dig in a little deeper if you're not sure, because it's not as cut and dried as it sounds.
2: Right. It's not, but at the same time, what they're doing, this decision can affect fans being able to get original artwork from the creators of that of the characters are wanting Absolutely. to get sketches of, and Absolutely. that will that's one of the big things that a lot of these artists do at shows. So yeah. it's the right. the it's it's affecting a lot of things, and that's yeah. why Steve and a bunch of the other artists out there are, are really pissed. And you know, a lot of people are saying they want to boycott the film when it comes out on Friday, and that's not the way to do it, because those people that made that movie. Need to eat too. It's yeah. yeah it's
3: uh, that, that's the thing is that he, whether or not you agree, and I think we as all fangirls are are on his side of this whole thing and understand the ramifications of it. You, you support this guy. I mean, it's it's the best way to to put your support behind him and what he was trying to do. And right. So.
2: And so I'm going to let the, the, the gals here take over on, uh, I know Rachel and Wren both have something for the Weekend Geek, so go for it.
3: Well, right. I'd like to point out that tonight um, in the U.S., Anne Rice's new book, The Wolf Gift, is being released, and right hot to try it on the heels of that came the announcement that Ron Howard's people have optioned Tale of the Body Thief which lots of Lestat lovers are absolutely mad out of their minds about, awesomely happy, because um, the people that have optioned it are just amazing filmmakers. And it will not, in all likely, be a repeat of that, which we shall not name, Queen of the Damned. So, um, <laughs> it's an exciting week. If you're an Anne Rice fan, uh, go to her Facebook page, follow her, and check out at midnight. There should be You should be able to get copies of... Uh, the Wolf Gift, Turnu Werewolf piece. And then my second piece of news, really quickly, is Joel McHale announced in an interview that not a main cast member but a, a regular character on Community is going to be killed off this, <gasps> in the second half. And so everybody's taking bets on who it is. If it is Senor Chang, I'm going to be so mad. But yeah, um, yeah apparently it's somebody that we see pretty much every episode. Which, you know, it could be Starburns, it could be Leonard, there's all sorts of people it could be, but it could be the people, principal. it's the time to tune in and watch Community, its ratings have been going steadily up, it's off the automatic kill list, it's time to boost its ratings and make sure it gets renewed. Um, yes. So, watch Community. That's my...
4: Ah! Scared me. <laughs> um, yes. Boo. So, I had- <laughs> <laughs> two little geeky things that I found. One of them actually isn't recent, but I found it this this week, and it is so much fun. I can't wait for these to come out. I am a Lego nut from way back. My dad had thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Um, Recently, my boyfriend and I have been playing all the Lego video games, because they're so much fun. Um, And... I have been scratched in my head going why haven't they yet taken advantage of cuz they've you know milked the hell out of all the other uh, movie franchises Lord of the Rings okay and don't don't get all scared yet for the most part Lego does a really really good job they don't bastardize these these franchises at all they do a really fun job of making nice sets that you can put together they're maybe not as big as they ought to be they're maybe not as um they're usually just a uh, vehicles and people more than their structures. I would like more structures, but that's just me. But they do a great job with making really cool things, and tiny hobbit Legos! I mean, I'm so excited about this! <laughs>
3: so cute. <laughs>
4: so cute! So the the best part is the released images of the Lego figures. They've got all nine of the, of the Fellowship, and they have five baddies. So they've got all four of the hobbits, the two humans, the elf, the dwarf, and the wizard, and then of the baddies, they've got uh, a Ring Wraith a Moria orc, a Mordor orc, a uruk and Gollum. So, I know! I, I mean, Elm so is so cute! I'm, I'm so am
2: excited about
4: this. I'm waiting for them
2: to do, like, a giant um, Balrog set oh, that you could put together yeah. that glows. Yes. How mines, awesome would that be? I they,
4: there's. Some, I just Googled, there's some leaked photographs of supposedly confidential... Um, mock-ups of of possible sets. I don't know if they're real, I don't know if all of them are gonna actually be the ones released, but they're cool things. there's, There's the Shire, there's Helm's Deep, there's Shelob the giant spider thing, so it's gonna be rad. Whatever they do, I'm so excited. And I have to say though, my only tiny quibble with the design of the characters Well, the characters, I'll just say, of the Fellowship, they are definitely modeled after the design of the characters in the films. So the the costumes and the look, they all are wearing the exact same pieces of clothing. But I have to say, I know that they have this this technology because I collect the freaking Lego men in the stores. I know that they can print on the Lego men legs. The hobbits have brown trousers, but the brown goes all the way down. Like, I'm sorry, but hobbits have bare feet. It would not have taken that much effort to just give them little beige feet or yellow, <laughs> yellow. That's the color of Lego skin. Give them little yellow feet. That wouldn't have been that hard, and that would have been so cool. Other than the lack of bare feet on the hobbits, the characters are all fantastic. They have, I mean, the. If you Google a picture of the Legolas Lego, that's going to be fun to say. Lego Legolas. <laughs>
3: It Lego exactly. It looks Lego really exactly <laughs>
4: exact- like Orlando Bloom It's kind of scary <laughs> Like if you turned Orlando Bloom I... into a Lego That's what he looks like Like no joke, it's so funny I anyway. always thought
2: he looked more like a Playmobil <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're gonna be rad I can't wait to get them all I mean they're so much fun and uh, the other geeky thing, which actually was last week, which I think everybody needs to YouTube this. It is so funny and so fantastic. The Death and Return of Superman. It's oh, pretty yes. much a 17-minute rant by this kid who's the son of
2: a famous he's director. Of Max Games. Landis. He's, his dad he's is son. Son. Don. Yes, Don Landis. Landis. Uh-huh.
4: So, but the rad thing is the the people that he's got in there to help him tell the story. So it's, it's him in a room giving this rant, and then they cut to people live-actioning what he's talking about, about this classic storyline in the Superman comic books um, and how it was an an altering, massively altering thing to happen to the whole entire comic universe, all books. So there is freaking so many cameos in this, it's ridiculous. There's, for one, one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen of Elijah Wood. (laughs) So good. (laughs) It's so good. Elijah Wood's in there. Mandy Moore's in there. Uh, um, Simon Pegg is in there. He and plays it's his dad. Yes. <laughs> and it's the third last second. Freaking. I mean, it's three seconds long, but it's brilliant. Ron Howard is in there. I mean,
3: <laughs> flip say, everybody so going
4: to and watch this just just type in the death of superman or death and return of superman any combination of that you'll find it the person the uploader's name is daros the movie d-a-r-o-s the movie so find this bad boy and watch it you will laugh so hard
2: well and and f-y-i um max landis is the man responsible for the chronicle so yeah. he he wrote the chronicle, which is a great film. You, and oh, he we actually wears it. a shirt on in the movie. So "See
4: the chronicle. <laughs> the chronicle." That's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> but that's awesome. Good. I, I I peed my pants watching that. It was so. <laughs> it you're, was,
3: you're doing a lot of wetting yourself tonight. This I know.
2: I. I know. So um. With that, uh, let's get our interview on the phone. Um, Our interview tonight is with uh, Derek Mears. Uh, Derek, you may know from uh, the Team Unicorn uh, dating video, he is Lex Luthor in that. Um, He has also been in Community as Kickpunky. Kick Puncher, Puncher, Kick Puncher, and also, but a lot of people know him more for his role as the newest Jason Voorhees in Friday the Thirteenth. Um, but Derek's also a massive geek, which makes me love him even more. And uh, he loves the Venture Brothers. He loves comic books, um, and uh, he's just an all-around cool guy who has done so much stuff. I can't even I can't even list it all out. If you go on IMDb, you'll go, oh my god, when you look at his list of credits it so hey Derek it's Jessica how are you?
1: Hey Jessica I'm doing well I'm doing well how are you
2: doing great let me introduce you to the crew here um I've got Rachel on the line Hi. And Hi, Rachel <laughs> and this Hi. is Ren Ren R E N think I'm
1: putting my brain on a burpee boo boop, boop. Ah, awesome <laughs> nice to meet you
2: <laughs> and amanda, i don't know if you can hear her, um, but she's our producer, and she 's kind of floating around out there too um,
1: hi Amanda
2: so everybody, uh, I'd like you to welcome Derek Mears to the show um Derek has like we said, has been in so much stuff i can't even list it all. Just go to i m d b <laughs> and take a look. the guy's just basically been in everything you're um, uh, nice oh, so you're well, we love you derek you're I, and i I've been telling everybody. <laughs> You're like a big geek. You're as big of a geek as most of us. Uh, and, and you know I, you, say lo- I, say that, I say that with love. I say that with love because the first time I met you, you were wearing a Monarch t-shirt. the your <laughs> brothers.
1: That is true. I'm a, I'm a nerd for the Venture Brothers. I'm a fan of the series. Total nerd. Ugh. You're killing my tough guy image. You're killing it. I'm sorry. You first met, you're saving that baby. You had a kitten in your pocket. Oh, come on. Uh, you're gonna right, have to go
3: kick a puppy in front of the paparazzi to get that back. I don't
1: know. <laughs> completely, completely true. Completely true.
2: Oh my god. Uh,
1: so how but, are you? Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to uh, to be here.
2: Oh, we're doing great. We we love having you on. Um, now I'm. Here's the sad thing. Here's my confession because we've already had one confession for the night from Ren, saying she hasn't seen Once Upon a Time yet. Um, I, I haven't seen but maybe one episode of Community. What? Oh, Jane! <laughs> I'm going yeah. Jan to email Dan
1: Harmon right now puncher. and let us
3: know. <laughs> so... You're confessing this to Kick Puncher. He we has will... no records now.
4: <laughs> we will never get Joel McHale on the show if you say
1: that. Way to go. Way <laughs> to go. <laughs>
2: Well, but see, I've I've got friends that have the first season on DVD. They're loaning it to me. Um, I want to watch it. I just never have time, and so I always forget it's on, like a, a dumb ass, and I'm sad. <laughs> so I'm just I'm That's getting that funny. there. This is my confession to Kick Puncher. With uh,
1: it's a show! It's a show for geeks. I uh, what? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. uh, I
2: I know I'm know. i sad
3: So did you watch the show Before you were on the show Were you already a fan Or did you get into it Because you got onto the show
1: Uh, Funny story Uh, My buddy uh, Dan Harmon Who created the show I've known Since like 1990 From doing comedy And uh, Talented Talented human being Uh, I was super happy That he uh, He made the show Um, And of course I supported it the, The entire time And I was blown away When he called one day And he's like Hey man uh you want to come do a part in the show? I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? Uh, a futuristic 1980s uh, robot cop with a heart of gold. Yep, I'm in.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh,
1: awesome. no, Dan, Dan and Rob, uh Dan Harmon and Rob Trapp created Channel 101, and we've been friends for a long time doing like, an improv show called Comedy Sports. I met them years back when I was a kid. I met them when I was 17. Oh my god, that's crazy. But uh, I'm, I'm so happy for them and their success, and, both of them in different areas are taken off and I love it I love it I love seeing I love being fans of friends and wanting nothing from them and seeing like the industry love and appreciate them the way that I do it makes me makes me feel feel great
4: that is Aww. the best that's
1: well yeah <laughs> yeah it's weird it's like uh you know knowing you know you know, Dan's writing style and some of the stuff that he writes in And going, oh, I know what he's talking about That's kind of an inside joke uh, Nobody <laughs> else knows <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> can, I ask you, can I ask you about comedy sports? Because I love comedy sports Where did you guys do... I mean, what part of the country were you doing that in? I just wanted to know uh, if ever seen and, you
1: Oh, no, I, uh, I, I, I've I done comedy sports Being you know, as kind of like a McDonald's franchise It's all over the place yeah. I've done a bunch of other shows Uh, I started, actually, in 1990 in Bakersfield, California, Uh, Mm -hmm. and then I I was a transplant to Los Angeles and joined the Los Angeles team, uh, I think in, like, 96 or so, Um, but uh, I I currently play for Los Angeles, and um, if I travel somewhere the comedy sports, they're they're really nice. They're like, hey, do you want to come play and sit in on a show and goop around? I'm like, yep, you kidding me?
4: (laughs) I wish I had the guts for that. Comedy sports is genius. Anybody who's got one nearby... (laughs) If you've never been to a comedy sports show, like do it. It is such a good time. My, I have a friend who used to do it down here in Eugene. It was a real small one, but he loved it. He was. We sat and we watched him for like three months before he got the guts to go and audition, and he was great.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's kind of uh, what people who don't know what, what comedy sports is. It's an improv comedy show where there's no script at all, and it's a it's short form improv. Very similar. People can kind of parallel it to uh, a competitive form of whose lines it anyways. Yeah, and there's fouls. It's a referee who kind of hosts the show, and he calls fouls. Like if someone does something dirty during the show, the brown bag foul, he'll blow or a he'll bad pun. A What's the a bad pun foul? I can't oh, There's a the, the- uh, the, the foul called by the fans because it, audience participation. If yeah. uh, someone someone on stage is something lewd, crude, lascivious, dirty, out of yes. context of the scene, something that makes like the audience like, oh, yeah, out loud the drone foul. Uh, is the droner <laughs> foul? Yes. So it ha- it's, kind of, it's kind of fun, a little fun gimmick where uh, if that happens, the whistle's blown, the, the game stops, and whoever made the audience groan has to step forward in this little, uh, we play on an astroturf, a little like batter's <laughs> box, what we call it, an apology box. You have to step forward, the scene stops, one spotlight turns on to that player, and he has to yeah. apologize to the crowd. And the <laughs> oh my God, deal. That's- if not, he loses a point for his team. So yeah it's funny, it keeps you on your toes.
4: It's it's such a genius format to turn the comedy into a competition to have one team win over the other. It it ups it ups everybody's ante. I think it's fantastic. It, yeah, it, it I
2: mean, ups everybody's basket- game. That's what I'm up their game. It's making me think of <laughs> basketball for some reason. I, I it just. <laughs> That's hilarious. V- very similar.
1: Very similar. <laughs> except uh, it's uh, not. Um, what, why is this yeah. not
2: on? Why is this not on like ESPN? I, that so, sounds. It's, this sounds great
3: <laughs> how is All it for right. you as an actor to go from doing theater or comedy sports or and you've done a lot of comedic roles to really kind of badasses and heavy prosthetic makeup is there anything in between for you <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> kind of funny i was actually having a, I, was, I was talking to a casting director today and it's kind of like the two sides of myself i have like the comedy side and the fighter side of things where like, like all my tough guy fighter friends are like what you do comedy and all my <laughs> comedy friends are like what you fight what yeah. you are a, a tough guy uh, so it's, it's a while I don't know man it's, it's, it's weird I, um, I, I don't know I, I'm, I'm lucky to do it. I, I like having that outlet because like, I'm kind of known for because of the martial arts like you know, kicking people on the teeth and throwing them out windows and uh, I like going to comedy sports and you know, being a giant goofball and being able to do my doodle pad as it were with uh, a bunch of friends
4: and kicking them oh, in the
1: um, teeth and throwing them out the
2: window, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I almost wish you could be in The Expendables, Derek. I mean, oh that, you, you were like born about 10 years too late because you would have oh. been perfect for that 1980s, no you know, oh smartass, bad smart <laughs> badass, smart badass. <laughs> not
1: too late. It's not too late. That's it's not right. too late. I, I think I tweeted about it recently. I go, there's a side of me. I, I, I deeply want to do like a really bad B-movie. Like if they ever did like a, I think I tweeted about it, if they ever did like a, a remake of like Stone Cold with Brian ah, Bogard yes oh like oh my God,
2: uh, oh, oh so my God the hair the hair in that movie mullets
4: oh, oh yes. so, good. so good oh my God mullets you remind me of Big Trouble Little China they need to do another one of those oh.
1: yeah, that'd oh, be awesome, awesome.
4: get Kurt the pork Russell Russell Express the part
1: two yes. You know, oh my, God. my entire I, I always say in my career I, I feel like I'm a fan representing the fans. Like that's I'm like anytime I talk about things I never wanna brag. It's one of like, Oh my God, uh, did you see who I got to fight today or who I met? This is crazy. Are you kidding me? And you're trying to keep it together and be professional, but you're like, you know, the fanboy's like Inside, like screaming
2: like a schoolgirl, like "Oh my God!" <laughs> oh, okay, I, I have to ask. I have to ask because everyone knows about my love of Johnny Depp, but I have <laughs> to ask you. Okay, oh I'm not going to ask about Johnny. It's just that's like well, sacred aw. ground to me. I can't. Oh, I. I, I how I, I'm sure he's awesome, but how hard? <laughs> how hard was it for you not to go up to, um, to uh ah? Uh, Swearinson and, and ask him to say the, the the bad word that he's known for. I mean, come oh, on. Are
1: you oh, you're kidding me? I, I I was losing my mind. I, I I hung out in like you know outside and we were hanging out in the actors' tent and <laughs> just hearing him talk. And I actually I I, I I we we talked about like Deadwood. He loves Deadwood so much. Oh, and I, I thought, oh yeah, he's not going to want to talk about. it. I'm a fan. He's not going to want to talk about it. And he just. <laughs> He's like, oh, you like Deadwood? And he went to town. <laughs> and uh, he told me like his favorite episode was the one with the uh, uh, what well, can, can I can I cuss on this? i forget if I can cuss.
2: He can you can be right. beeped. They can beep you. <laughs> oh
1: the, uh, the 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 blank sucker. What he always oh, does. Oh god, that's what I was him gonna. And the, him and <laughs> the uh, uh, the uh, I forget the guy the guy's name who runs the uh, the Asian guy who runs the pigs that works for him and oh, Dead yeah. Deadwood. So yeah yeah yeah. Where he's like you know having that translation where I was like, all he kept saying is the, the, the sea sucker word over and over again. And Slaringen, <laughs> like, and Ian was trying to understand, like, wait, so you mean to tell me, and he's translating what he's saying, but all the other guys just saying, like, oh, sea sucker. Sea <laughs> sucker. Sea <laughs> sucker. <laughs> oh, so you mean he came into town and he stole what? Sea <laughs> sucker. You're kidding me. Oh, <laughs> uh, so funny. I'm like, oh, my God, I love that scene. So good. So good. <laughs>
2: God, I I know that was the whole time when we went and saw the movie was, you know, like, my husband would just yell at the top of his lungs, (laughs) Seasucker!
4: All you Seasuckers! I think
1: we should copyright that, because that's a little more fun to say. I like
4: that. (laughs) (laughs) We can mean
2: anything, you know? I like that. We were trying to make
4: t-shirts. That's got to be a t-shirt, girls. That's oh fantastic. yeah, Der- I
2: would have to have like Derek's name on there somewhere, like a yes. quote. The sea, mm, <laughs> the sea- I, I don't Sucker name should
1: be added. I, <laughs> like, I, don't, I
2: don't mom beard
1: like <laughs> seasucker would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> what What the didn't come um, on we had, it's a different idea. It, 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 wait. Oh, it's so funny. I love it. Oh, God. But yeah, it was crazy. Like working on Pirates Four, like seeing Johnny and Ian do things together and, and seeing their style and their uh, their chemistry together and being like point blank, like next to them in the scene, going, "This is amazing." I'm waiting for <laughs> someone to figure out I don't belong here. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, I was like, "Tell," cool. I was like, "I was like, that's Derek." I whenever you were on the screen, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's Derek," uh, and uh, it was so. I was like, "Yes, he's up there, yeah." And it, but I it was so yeah. funny because no one really got that you were a zombie.
1: Yeah, I uh, I have poor hygiene problems in my normal life. <laughs> <laughs> some people saw that they're like Well, that is Derek he's unkempt he has stitches in his mouth and eyes kind of droopy and seepy that's hell he is yeah, okay. <laughs> well they
2: just called you the master at arms I'm like no he's like undead you know and <laughs> no one really got that so did how you get is- to Oh, go ahead, Rachel. I
3: just, I'm just fascinated by the whole... I'm just impressed with anyone who can act through prosthetics. And you've done quite a few roles with <laughs> heavy makeup and prosthetics. How is that for you? Is that just one of those, oh, gosh, I have to do this again? Or is it... it do you get into it?
1: No, I, I actually really like it because uh, um, I grew up loving... I just want people be like, how did you get into acting? And I go, well, I was that nerd and misfit in school who played Dungeons and & Dragons. And I'm like... I love playing this. How can I play role-playing games the rest of my life? How can i have got to make a career out of this. And acting was like the next next thing. So, uh, it's wild. Like uh, a lot of people have a different philosophy for acting with prosthetics. People are like, oh, you have to like if you're wearing a mask, it doesn't move. Or if it does move, like you can only see your eyes, so you're acting with your eyes. Or you're a body actor. I'm gonna act with my arms. I'm like, no. And I go, I'm actually a trained actor. <laughs> I go, what you do is a like, in my opinion. That language is 10% of communication. And a lot of times, you take the script and you would approach it as you would if you had dialogue or you had no prosthetics on. And when you commit to the scene and you've done your character research 100%, you're, you're committed to what's going on. And that energy transfers through the mask or the prosthetics that you're wearing as captured on camera, as long as you're in that same mental space. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds kind of like, you know, metaphysical and weird, but I, I believe that. So, you know, people think like, you know, I'm just big, big guy with a mask. I'm like, no, I'm actually trained, and it, it, you can you can capture it, and I, sure. I think it kind of entails on certain people's performances. I
2: Absolutely. think you really did that really well, and I know a lot of people say this, but you really did that well on Friday. I thought you did great oh, with you. with that, and uh, you know, and I know you did like a lot of research into child psychology, even to get into that yeah. headspace for that character. So, you know. So what did you do for predators? I have to ask because that was awesome.
1: Oh my god! Uh, I had nothing. I just put a suit on and I went. No. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. I no. Mean, a lot of it, like, I, I had. I, I was going through the internet and like, like searching out, like, like different like, types of hunting and like the, the hunter's mentality. And a lot of it, I kind of had already from. Uh, I have like a lot of martial art training and it's like that kind of honor and you know, respect, and with the classic president, that's what they're, you know, kind of like the background for him. Um, and uh, I took a lot of those kind of principles and, and brought them over into the character. And uh, I was bummed because uh, uh, when they were designing the, uh, the character's uh, outfit, uh, I had them put a, uh, I requested a gusset in the, uh, this is going to sound gross, but the, the fangirl shows, stuff sounds horrible, <laughs> like in the, crotch, in the crotch of the, uh, the suit. 'Cause I'm pretty flexible and I thought you could you know, you could get more of a fluid motion for the predator and have him like you know, if you see him there's a scenes which they we never end up shooting but they're in the script where during the, the battle sequence when the classic predators fight the berserker predator, he jumps into the trees and he's jumping through the trees. But I wanted to make it like more like fluid and cat like so you could see him land on something and, and be that big of a creature, but agile, so you see him like spread his legs out and, you know, you know, pose and like you know, crazy kind of comic book poses, rather than just being you wow. know kind of a guy locked in a vertical kind of suit. Um, so they put that in, which is fun, but we never got to actually shoot the scene, so it was a bummer. And I'm still oh, kind of feeling uh, weird about being on a, a, a fangirl show and talking about uh, uh, <laughs> how I had I cussed a crotch. Yeah. Uh,
2: we're, we're, you can't harm That's us. Same. <laughs> <laughs> <the music> <laughs> I
1: don't
3: know. Oh my god.
2: So I was I so was funny. actually reading. Um, someone brought up a good point, and I wanted to get your take on this because I know you're one of us. Um, yes. Someone said that if they ever remade it Highlander, the original, that you oh. would make a badass Kurgan.
0: Yeah,
1: just make my, my hands tingle galore. It's so funny. Oh, I love <laughs> you guys so much. Uh, I, I don't believe in campaigning for roles or anything like that but it's funny because I've been asked in like a couple different interviews like if they did a good, like a, a good cause I know you like you're like a lot of the 80s movies like if they did like an 80s movie remake like what kind of character would you want to play like, who would you want to play if they had if you had a chance to kind of recreate the character and my answer keeps going over and over again I would love to redo the Kurgan I'm a huge fan of Clancy Brown I think he's amazing mm. I, I would love to be able to to do <laughs> I'm tingling again I would love to do the, <laughs> the Kurgan and make him aggressive and uh, there's so many things I want to I don't want to give it away, but I would love to do the curtain uh,
2: yeah. So, who would you pick out of out of everybody out there to be Connor? Oh my god! Oh my god
1: that, that's a good choice. Uh, oh, I mean, have a good question. I have no idea. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh God! That's um, <laughs> <laughs> a joke. That's a just joke up in my mouth a little. Serious.
2: He no I not
1: See what you've it's, done. Gonna if Freddie Prince Jr. is going to listen to the the energy like, what, Why is it a joke? Why? <laughs> I don't get it.
4: I'm awesome. <laughs> Freddie, wait, wait. Freddie Prince Jr. listening to our show is the joke.
1: Oh. oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure they'd want to cast some young, sexy Hollywood uh, stud to draw in the uh, the lady crowd. Um, yeah. I don't know. This well, is you, know.
2: though. This is you. Who would you want to see? I'm curious because I never, I don't think anyone's ever asked the the guy who would be playing the villain who he'd want to have as his. Right.
4: So the way to ask it is, Derek, whose yep. ass would you like to kick with a gigantic four? <laughs> <sword? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh, my gosh. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, Zach Efron. i horrible interviewer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But
3: you know Kimberly. what? They, I, it might have <laughs> It's Craig Corner. I, I, I know nobody asked me, but Craig Corner would be an awesome counterpart. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs>
0: what?
3: Craig Corner, he was the, the uh, lead and legend of The Seeker. A really awesome okay. guy. Yeah. Big Bird would love it.
4: I was going to say Aiden Turner.
2: Ooh, that's a good one.
3: But we
4: digress.
1: Amazing, I, <laughs> I do not know. Guys, I know.
4: All I know is if they do it, they have to get Sean Connery to be Ramirez again. Oh,
1: that would be amazing. That would be That's so awesome. amazing. That
4: would be so freaking I,
2: cool. I was going to say Richard Armitage, who is playing the lead uh, Thorin Oakenshield in the new... Richard Armitage, I I bring him up for like everything now. Well, Jeff, just you
3: make it happen. You have the juju that makes these projects. I guess
2: I do. I, I somehow got Tim Burton to make Dark Shadows with Johnny Depp as <laughs> Barnabas oh. <Just>
1: by <laughs> thought. The power of thought, witchcraft, and made that happen. That's fantastic. I did.
2: I guess I did. We the joke was he was chewing on my brain um, during like the night, and I didn't know, and that's how it came to be. <laughs> We
3: are definitely in <laughs> the realm of fantasy here. Let's get your <laughs> back. Uh, I am going to ask. You have a project coming up that I'm excited about, which is um, Hansel and Gretel.
1: Yes. Yeah, man, I'm really excited about that. I was. Uh, um, I understand it, but I, I just got word uh, a couple weeks ago. They, uh, they, it was supposed to. We originally had a, a March release date, mm-hmm. but they've switched it now to uh, January 2013. Mm. And uh, reason being is uh, Paramount is believes in the film 100%, but what they want to do is uh, let Jeremy Renner's star get bigger with Avengers yeah. and then the Born Ultimatum. the Born Ultimatum? No. The Bourne Born Legacy. Legacy.
4: Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. Legacy. Yeah.
1: What am I doing? And then release Hansel and Gretel. And oh, man. Being that we all love the same stuff, being that we're nerds, oh, I cannot... I, I haven't seen a copy of it yet. I mean, I've done uh, ADR for it, but it's... I'm so excited with the script because um, for those of you people who don't know who are listening... Uh, Tommy Workula uh, The writer director Who wrote and direct uh, A film called Dead Snow That Norwegian yeah, zombie, Nazi the zombie. zombie movie
2: It was so and, good
1: Oh <laughs> man He is the coolest cat I love Tommy uh, In that style Like we're Trying to describe to people Like what Hansel and Gretel the Bug Because when I was first pitched I'm like what Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunter They go oh another Fantasy movie And uh, Like no, no 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 Like read the script You know this is pretty cool and I read through it Like oh my god it's what what Evil Dead is to horror. Uh, Hansel and Gretel: Witch Hunters is to action fantasy with a huge horror element, oh, like nice. over the top violence. But, but you know, taking dead serious, uh, where things become so violent that it becomes slapsticky, and at points, so there's humor there. But it's not like hey, we're making a joke. No, it's still. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see it. I. Uh, uh, I can I, you I, I, tell us can
4: you tell us anything about your character? I I IMDB says you're Edward.
1: Yeah, I, they won't let really me say anything about it yet. Uh um I play a character called Edward. And I'm trying to think what I can say. Um He's not
4: sparkly, right?
1: Uh, he's not oh, God. sparkly. Not, I did keep making jokes on set going like, you know, when this comes out there's gonna be a lot of Team Edward shirts
4: in a <laughs> oh. different way.
1: <laughs> And, uh, but
4: that's a Team Edward shirt I'd wear, not trying
1: to kiss your ass or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I haven't talked to the, uh, it's so weird, like, on the, the, like, like off record, you know, uh, you know, I'm not allowed, I'm actually I think on record, I, I can't really say anything, because in the uh, studio is like, no, no, we have a whole marketing scheme, you can't get things away early, and I'm like, ah. Oh. So it's weird, I feel like a kid, at, a lot of these shows, I feel like a kid at Christmas. I have a secret and I can't like open. I can't tell you why I got you for Christmas. No, you're gonna I love it. it. <laughs> I want to tell you. you
4: <laughs> we know we're gonna love it. Don't get yourself in trouble. We know we're gonna love uh, it. Oh, totally. Well, so, um, I, you know,
2: I know that. Um, I actually got to talk to Zoe Bell not too long ago, and she was talking awesome. a little bit about it. And so, I how was it working with her? Because she is just really,
1: really cool. Because
2: we have girl crushes
1: uh, on her, like no. Oh, you business. should. You should definitely have a. You definitely on Zoe. Uh, she is awesome, man. I, 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 was, I think I told her in the, uh, the trailer When we were doing makeup together I'm like hey uh, if we go out uh, and, <laughs> In Berlin and a bar fight Breaks out uh, I want you on my back so, uh, <laughs> And also I want to make sure you're on my team Because I don't want you to be against me Because that's going to suck um, <laughs> No she is, she is Zoe is Zoe And she owns herself And she is an awesome human being She'll tell you exactly what she thinks She's talented, she's funny uh, I like her a lot. But, um, yeah, a, a hoot to work with. Really so, and it
2: looks, it looks like that Will Farrell is the producer on it.
1: Which Yeah, Will and Adam, I guess. Uh, 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 I never officially met them. I know Adam came out to set at one point. I never got to meet him. But, um, yeah, Will Farrell and Adam McKay are uh, uh, producing part of it.
2: That's awesome. Well, I've, I've actually been told that we have about two minutes of time, Derek. And I really, I wanted to give you some time to actually... Um, if you have anything else coming out or anything you're doing any, <laughs> any stand-up gigs that uh, you want to promote, wanna promote, promote. promote um, and we want to give you the opportunity, so go for it
1: uh, you're so sweet Now I haven't um, uh, stand-up That's kind of on hold right now because we've been doing a couple different projects um, I've been doing what I call lazy stand-up on my Twitter and Facebook account <laughs> I'm, like, <"Well, laughs> do do? Lazy I'm an audience I don't have to go anywhere I'm just going to type dumb things that come in my head right here <laughs> perfect um, so that's a lot of fun um but it's like, you know, Derek underscore mirrors on Twitter, and this, I have like a fan page. I sound like a douche. <laughs> a I'm totally Facebook, following you. you know, no, you, I'm Tom the, t-
4: the moment this is over, I'm, I'm following you, so you've got one follower. <laughs> you um, now have a stalker.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, have the, you have unleashed the fangirls. You may regret it. <laughs> uh,
1: you're so sweet. So sweet. Um, uh, no, actually, I'm, I'm really excited. I just found out I did a movie with Stephen C. Miller. Uh, called The Aggression Scale And one of the principal characters With uh, no makeup or anything like that uh, And it just got picked up uh, At South by Southwest In Austin Nice so Nice I'm really, really excited The, uh, the, the quick synopsis of the film It's kind of like uh, An adult Hold alone On meth Is what people nice. have, have I, I've heard wow. someone quote it as And I'm like That's a pretty good That's a pretty good one Where it's uh, A couple of kids Against a bunch of uh, uh, Bad guys And uh, <laughs> it's pretty intense
2: Oh, and you have like a couple uh, of, you've of Twin me. Peaks guys in there with you on it. That's cool. What was that? You have a couple of guys from Twin Peaks there with you on it, too. Yeah. Like yeah. Ray
1: Wise, we- yeah, Dana, Ash- Dana Ashbrook. Um, hung out with Dana a lot. What a sweetheart of a human being. Um, Jacob Reynolds, who played Gummo, uh, <laughs> is in it. Um, uh, Fabi Fabrice is in it, who's uh, got a part in um, uh, with, uh, John Costarelli's new one. Uh, where oh, John was, dies at the John? end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Really exciting! I'm, I'm really kind of uh, uh, proud of the film. I haven't seen the film, but I've heard really good things about it. I'm excited about seeing it. Um, yeah, I've been so guys. I've been so lucky. Like if, if the career ends like today. It's been a fantastic run. It's I, I can't talk about some of the things that I'm up for or at book because you know I'll get in trouble, of course. But I, I feel like a, a giant nerd who's like, this? the phone keeps ringing? And like, hey there, we want you to fly here and do this or. Yeah, I'm doing here. It's so unbelievable. So I'm, I'm, I just want to thank everybody out there who's you know, been so supportive and, uh, and caring. I really, greatly appreciate it. Sincerely. Um, what was the question? <laughs> right well, uh, our, Amanda
2: thinks you're a sweetheart, and we all do too. Uh, so we agree. Yes. We. Yes. I, I told Uh-oh. them. I said, no. Wait, you'll love him. Trust me. He's so cool.
1: All right. When I meet so. you in person, I'm going to have to, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to punch one of you in the throat, <laughs> just to show the balance is okay. out, the nice, oh, back. you're so sweet. <laughs> yes. right. you,
3: you can, then it, then it can be me, because then I can make a shirt that says, I was kick-punched, and then all will be well in my <laughs> Oh, <world>. my God. <laughs> See, <that laughs> See what that you've done. I, I was kick-punched, and really all funny. I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then that I have a picture of Jared. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's a date. You, it's a date. You, a date you guys are my favorite i love it i love it so Aww. much
2: well thank you so much for coming on derek i really really appreciate it. we i know we had to move you around a little bit but i'm so glad we got you on and we want you to come back
1: because yeah. you're awesome uh, i would yay. thank you for inviting me and i would love to come back you're, you're so much fun
2: yay so thank you yay. and we'll we'll let you go thank you again uh say goodbye girls goodbye girls Goodbye, girls.
1: <laughs> I, I thought you were telling that. Like, like, I'm a little slow. Like, Derek, say goodbye, girls. I the gentlemen <laughs> do. Oh, okay. Uh, goodbye, <laughs> girls. I no? God. Uh, all
0: right,
1: ladies. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'll talk to you on the Facebooks and Twitters soon. You will. You will. Bye. <laughs> uh, bye, ladies.
2: bye. 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 So, everybody, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed hearing Derek uh, talk to us and squee and deal with us as being the fangirls that we are, because he's awesome, and go out and support his work. Um, catch him if you can. If he's out doing stand-up, he's hilarious, as is evident by his appearance here. He's just a great guy. Um, and I want to say thank you for listening tonight, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Rachel, Ren, have anything to add tonight?
3: Have a great week, folks.
2: Have a nice Valentine's Day. All right, thank you guys, and we will see you um, next week when we will have our special guest Sam Witwer from Being Human on the Sci-Fi Network. And once again, when uh, it is released, be sure to catch uh, Hansel and Gretel: uh, Witch Hunters. And also, when uh, it's out in uh, on DVD or in theaters, probably limited release, The Aggression Scale with Derek Mears. So thank you guys so much, and we will see you later.